Welcome to the Well-Bred Rapids Message of the Week. We hope you are encouraged, strengthened, and experience the presence of God through this message by our senior leadership. Did you turn our show on so we could watch it while we're up here? <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Happy Sunday. Come on, give God some praise. We're really excited to do this. We thought we would um, do like a little bit of a Q&A. We're gonna have Aunt Di ask us some questions um, just about the journey that we've been on over the last several months uh, since um, our, rest, or our restoration, yeah, the restoration, but since the sanctuary flooded. And uh, talk a little bit too about the conference and what we believe um, was imparted and deposited to this church body as a whole. And that's Second. it. <laughs> so I'm going to just open this up very generically, and whoever feels compelled to answer first, you can answer. And if nobody feels compelled, I will call you out. So just so you know. Um, so speaking of the last eight months, what has the Lord shown you um, from flood to upgrade? Yeah, I think, um, you know, this was the flood was like one piece of the pie of chaos that I just walked through over the last 10 months. And so I think that it was another lesson in learning how to trust God no matter what. You know, I think over the last couple of years, um, I have been just experiencing a lot, of, a lot of hardship just in the natural with my business and then everything that we've gone through here at the church um, with the flood happening, COVID taking place, um, just all, all the stuff. So for me, it was really just a time of stripping away all control over every situation because I, I found my, I realized that I was waiting all the time for situations to work until I started being happy. And, uh, I realized through the process, I think it was the last, the last real blow up that I had at, at Mudpenny at the restaurant, um, was maybe about a month ago where we had some really wild things happen and all the stuff was going on here. We're in the final stretch of construction in the building or right in the heat of it actually um, at that point. It was about a month ago and um, this took place and I felt all my emotions rise up after I was walking away from this meeting and I felt the Lord just come down and say, keep your eyes on me throughout this process. Everything is going to be okay. And I realized and, and have been realizing that oftentimes we try to measure the presence of God with, a, with an experience, but we don't measure it with the progress that he's taking us through. Like sometimes we need to look back and see what he's actually done in our lives to realize that he is actually with us and not just wait for a tingly moment, but that it's honestly the, the progression of life with Jesus is the marker of his presence with me. And, and seeing all the trials that have overcome one after another after another. And so, yeah, just letting go of control and uh, learn to trust him no matter what's getting thrown. So I have a quick follow-up question. So practically speaking, like on a day-to-day -day or, or week-by-week basis, mm -hmm. what have you changed to help you have that, that different mindset or focus? Um, in a very natural sense, I've changed a lot of the rhythm of how I do life. Um, and just being really intentional with resting, turning off when it's time to turn off and, and fully embracing when it's time to be in go mode. Um, and then also 
honestly, just continuing these declarations, um, you know, that we're, we're, uh, we're all clicking around with. I, I just made a, a fake one. I just clicked. Declare something. Today's going to be awesome. Quick. Declare something. Yeah. I'm going to lose 10 pounds <laughs> during this message. Um, yeah, I'm going to tighten this thing up. And uh, yeah, I think it's just a continual submission to the Lord and, and Je- to the Lordship of Jesus in our lives, right? It's like we get saved and then we take it from here. But it's actually like no matter what situation and circumstance comes in our life, we have to submit the good and the bad to his lordship in our life and trust that he is actually with us, whether we feel it, experience it or not, and to actually be thankful in all things. So, yeah, I think being grateful for every circumstance and every season has been huge in therapy. (laughs) Lots of therapy. (laughs) Max, I'm actually going to call you out. Okay. Same question? Yeah, really the same. Yes. You've had a different part in the eight months here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just talk to us a little bit about that, how you've, how you've experienced it and how it's impacted you and the family. Yeah, while I was um, thinking, listening to Pastor Matthew share, I, I was thinking about how personality-wise I am wired to meet needs to fix stuff, like if you have a problem, I want to be there. And uh, what the last, it's not the last eight months, like Matthew was saying, it's the last few years. What life has done to me is it has created environments where I cannot do half or 3% of the problems that I'm connected to. I can't fix them. Um, they're all significantly bigger than my financial position, my emotional, you know, I just, I in myself can't. And so what it has caused me to do is really, um, I would probably call it humility to embrace, like, I actually can't do most of what I'm aware of that needs to be done in my life and my kids and my friends. And, you know, I just can't fix that stuff. And so it's been a lesson to me of learning um, to be completely secure in my inability um, to be comfortable with the fact that I can't, and that doesn't mean I don't love you, doesn't mean I don't love God, doesn't mean any of the things that I, all the pressures that I, you know, were, would, I would say probably defined my life before. Um, and then it's been really beautiful to see other people fill so many roles. Like, I mean, watching everybody out here that stepped up to the plate, and it showed me honestly who's here was a, a beautiful picture, like who's, who's running, who's putting their hand to the plow and not looking back, so to speak. And, and so it's been super encouraging to just see the passion and the giftings and all the things that you guys have stepped up to. Um, I've had like, I don't know, five or eight ugly cries. You know, I get a text or an email, this thing happened and I'm just, because ah, it's a major problem that needs to get fixed and I can't do it and I'm praying about it, but, you know, they just became the hands and feet of Jesus to our whole family. And so that was really, really awesome. So clearly in, in having the sanctuary flooded, um, <clears throat> our worship team was uprooted. Um, what might not be obvious to everybody out here is that you all come here every week to worship, to practice, sound checks, 
that was all taken away. Um, so speak to how you adapted to that and how the team adapted. You're our leader, you're our worship leader. Um, so what, how did that affect you, Rachel, and the team? Yeah, um, I think that was amazing for me to see the team come together and like everybody did so much just setting up First, it was Saturdays for a few hours. I think the first time was like five hours or maybe more, eight hours. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Um, but just like every piece, it just felt like somebody would come in with something. Like I know um, Sean let us use their gear that first weekend. And then um, it was just like time after time, it was everybody stepped up. Um, and it was interesting because I, I would say I experienced the same Max as you did because um, it was shortly before that that I was in my accident. So when we moved into the gym, it was even harder for me um, to be a part of things. And um, but that's when I really saw people step up and then I had to learn to like release, yeah. <laughs> like let it go. And other people did such an amazing job with everything. Um, so I think that was one of the biggest things for me was like letting go, realizing like um, I was kind of similar, like almost taking pride in helping people and realize I didn't realize that um, until I wasn't able to do anything. And I was like, yeah. okay. I can't, so I have to let other people, and I have to just let go. Um, so, but yes, I would say the biggest thing that spoke to me, though, is like I loved seeing the commitment of our team, and like everybody did it with so much joy, and just like did what they needed to do. Well, I just think that you guys are all amazing. <laughs> but for real. Um, <laughs> During this time, I, I couldn't do anything. And I think it's, you're hearing it over and over again, is that we found out what it was like to actually have to let go and let God. We say it, and uh, we pray it, but sometimes we have a tendency to grab a hold of the reins ourselves because things aren't happening as quickly as we would like them to or the way we want them to. And so we have to have control. As humans, we want to have control. Even though we say, God, I give you control, we grab it back. Well, we couldn't do anything. There was nothing that we could do here other than take the steps that were necessary as God would provide. And it was absolutely, probably for me, one of the most stretching times of my life. And I've been through a lot, and many of you know my story, and even over the last several years. But to actually watch God come through in ways that were just so amazing and how he used people, because that's what he does, he uses people. And to have someone donate the shingles um, and then to get the roof put back on, and to have one thing after another just come into place and the amount of money that we did raise in a short period of time um, with Gideon's army and to see the faithfulness of God and how he multiplies is it he doesn't add he multiplies and that's what he did he has multiplied and is continuing to multiply I am in awe of what God has done. It's not a sanctuary that I'm in awe of. This is great. I'm not in awe of that. I'm in awe of his faithfulness. I'm in awe of how God's people pulled together 
and work together. I was reminded of Nehemiah. It says, so we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, and the people had a mind to work. And that's what happened here. You guys all had a mind to work. And even for those of you who are watching who aren't here today, you had a mind to work. You knew that there was a vision and a mission and that you were a part of it. And nobody had to kind of conjure you up or root you on. You guys did it. And it's just, it's be, like, as a pastor, as a leader, that is, um, that is me hearing God say, well done. When you see, po see people raise up, and do what they're called to do in that moment. That's a well done. Yeah, I was extremely amazed throughout even the last week. I mean, there were several people from both the media team and the worship team that were here till 11, 1130 at night. And like, nobody's getting paid to do this. <laughs> like, like, I'm used to, you know, in a, in a workplace where you're having to give raises or something to try to keep people to stay or give an extra bonus because they deserve a bonus to work or something. And like people are just saying, I trust Jesus and I believe in what it is that he is doing in our lives. And there's something so much more rewarding when we get behind his kingdom and do it just because he's called us to do something and, and to just serve faithfully. And so, yeah, I was just blown away, even, especially that last week when people, put, I mean, there was people here putting in 50 hours a week. It was, it was crazy. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing journey to be able to see. And something that I realized when I was gone, when I was down in North Carolina, um, is I was, I was walking up this mountain, um, the first day that I was there. First, I was walking down the mountain, thinking I was walking up the mountain, was really impressed with how easy it was. <laughs> and I was like, hiking's easy, I'm a hiker. And then I real, and then I crossed a road. Yeah, no, then I crossed the road and I thought, there's no road up on this mountain. I'm walking in the wrong direction. So then I turned around and walked a half hour back. But as I was walking back, um, I realized you know what, that was hard, but I'm kind of tired of living in the fact that I was a victim to it. Yes, come on. And I'm super grateful for the opportunity that I had to forge new relationships with people that I would have never formed throughout this process. I'm super grateful for the amount of things that I was able to learn. I'm super grateful for having to trust in, in Jesus in a way that I would never have had the opportunity to trust in had everything been all you know roses and lilies and not just dandelions. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I started throughout this process while I was there over these last few days of just saying, you know what, Jesus, I am grateful for the process that you went through, that be, even though it was one of the hardest seasons of my life, and I really believe that as a church, we're switching seasons right now, that even though that season was extremely hard and very difficult, there's going to be another one that's coming up. I'm, I'm sure of it. One thing my mom always says, you're either in the fire, coming out of the fire, or about to head into another one. And it's very true. It's just the process of life is I am grateful for the opportunity to be able to see your beauty in a way that I would have never seen it before, that I had to get fully to the end of myself and then pass that, and then I got to see clearly who Jesus was in my life, in, in the lives of the people that I'm running with. So I'm grateful for it. So you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, I want to hear from each of you of what you're actually believing differently about God as a result of our sanctuary opportunity? I think for me, um, 
it's interesting. I have, um, it's like obvious the salvation message of like Jesus came to save, but it's like there was still part of me that was trying to play a part or something like, um, like feeling like, okay, well, we have to live up to this though with it. And I feel like that got stripped away and I'm seeing Jesus as, um, he is fully my savior and, um, not just like, he did this and now I need to do this. It's like, no, I just believe in him and that's it. I think that's, mine's similar, is performance. That um, really just got stripped away in this season of like going back to the, your first love and just how amazing he actually, he, I mean, he really is just so amazing. And... Um, just getting rid of feeling like we have to attain when it feels like all is stripped away. I think there's a song of something like that, but all is stripped away. And even some people that were stripped away. And uh, you still just have to keep on worshiping Jesus. And it just comes back down to the reality of our salvation. Uh, I would pair it. A little bit, but I, w I would maybe say it like, I don't, f I don't think I believe anything different about God, but I, I certainly believe in myself much less. Yeah. And that was good. <laughs> yeah, what he just said, um, I heard Bill Johnson actually just said that the other day. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Max Johnson, the new Johnson in town. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. It was like, I remember I'd wake up in the morning and think, today I can't do anything. I, don't, I, I think I'm just going to do that today. <laughs> is, I'm just going to submit to that process of not being able to do absolutely anything because I am such a, I mean, if anybody's hung around me long enough, you know I'm always on to the next thing. Like I am a high achieving, put my mind to something and see it get done. And I'm real, <laughs> I couldn't. And so it was the exact opposite of my personality. And that was really good for me. Um, just being able to say, I just really have to trust you, Jesus. And look back and remind myself of the previous times. I think looking back and remembering past times, you know, the Bible says that goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. So when you look back, all you get to see is his goodness and his mercy throughout our lives. And so that was what I had to do on a daily basis. And so I was just, there's a scripture that says to be thankful in all things, like that meant everything. And, and so really being thankful for everything that was going on. Um, and also just getting, I was, I learned, what was the question? It was about what we learned through the process, right? Or what was it? What you're believing differently about yeah, God. Yeah, what I'm believing differently about God. Um, yeah. I think that that was, that was the most of it. It was just that he's able to do everything that he says he's going to do. Mm -hmm. And whether or not I'm involved in that is irrelevant. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's really capable. Yeah. So we're going to switch gears slightly. Maybe radically, I don't know. Um, we did just have our conference this past week, weekend, with Eric Gilmore and Steve Backlund. So I do want to um, press into that a little bit. 
uh, we'll start with Eric Gilmore in his message. Um, I, I forget who said it. I think maybe Steve said it to Eric that he is a John the Baptist. Um, he is a man that just declares Jesus. And if you ask him about the weather, he'll bring Jesus in to the conversation some way, somehow, because that's, that's just what comes out of him. Um, so for each of you, which, um, like, what impacted you the most about the message in the heart that Eric brought? I think Eric just made you want to um, cuddle up. I mean, just snuggle, yeah, not struggle. Uh, that was one of his phrases. He just brought such a level of intimacy about Jesus and that it really is about Jesus. And so just over and over, that is his message, Jesus, 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 and all the different ways that he said it, that's what he carries. He just has such a heart uh, for Jesus. Give, you know, over the last several months, it's already been stirring in me, is for salvations, to see people get saved radically saved and delivered, that there would be a realization of salvation, that it would be so much more than a prayer. And, you know, it would be like, wow, my life just got totally transformed. I got delivered and set free from, you know, whatever that is, whether it be alcoholism or other, you know, drug addictions or pornography or whatever that stronghold is in somebody's life. It could be insecurity and rejection. It could be, you know, and something to do with your body image, identity, anything. But that type of salvation that just sets you free because you let go of who you are. And that message that Eric brings about who Jesus is, that's what it did for me. It's just like awakened again. Like he can do this and he can do it in an instant. Yeah, I think um, similarly for me, it was just you know, he, he just came and reminded us of why we're all here. You know, it's like you can get so distracted on the things of the kingdom and forget of the king of the kingdom. And uh, I think especially in our stream, you know, well, I should even, not even just our stream, just the Church of America is very much on building a better life and not building a better relationship with Jesus. And so, like, true wealth is found in him only, in relationship with Jesus and and everything that we have is only because of what he has done. And so it was just that continual reminder. Um, you know, I think that that's what we've all been through in this past season is we couldn't really do church very well in the, in the, you know, in the sense of what it's supposed to look like in West Michigan. And so realizing that Jesus is the whole point of why we're even all gathered together. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, it was super good. Very, very inspiring. Yeah, I would say the same. And actually, this kind of goes back to the last question, but I think that something that shifted for me was the need for, to accomplish. And um, that was something when Eric was preaching that it was like, even if I did nothing else the rest of my life, but knew Jesus and really sought him and um, like found him, you know, <laughs> like that would be enough that he satisfies. And it's like, sometimes it's like we try to satisfy with all these things like, oh, if I can finish this and if I can do this and just being with him and knowing him is satisfying. I, um, I spent Thursday, I think, before the conference complaining to Thea uh, for probably an hour or more about how badly I just need like I just want somebody to look out for Max. I just, I was 
venting. Like, I'm always, you know, it's always this, it's always there. Nobody ever just like texts me, hey bro, you're amazing. <laughs> Nobody ever calls and says, can I help you with blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm just baby puking. Yeah. But I, I meant it. And, uh, and then I listened to Eric Friday and I got in the car with Thea and I went, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I, like, I totally forgot. Jesus is interceding for me. Like, the God-man prays for me constantly. Yeah. He is, I am constantly on his mind. He thinks about me more than the, the sand on the seashore. Like, mm-hmm. and it was like a, that light switch flipped and I went, I don't actually have any problems. If I have a problem, it's because I've disconnected from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow I've written the God-man Jesus Christ out of that, that equation in my life. Yeah. And it was like all this slime, it was, it, it was no process, it was just gone. Yeah. And I, I repented to Thea, I repented to God, and I've been in a great mood ever since. <laughs> so that's, I loved it. I gave them a hug when they were leaving. I said, thank you, because we, we hear all the kingdom stuff. I said, thanks for just yelling about Jesus for like an hour. That was awesome. Yeah. And uh, I, I love too how he probably more than, if Jamie ever watches this, we love you, Jamie. But Eric and Steve, they just felt so, like, here, you know? Like, they just fit. It was really cool to run and be connected. So. You can't edit a live stream. Um, is anybody else here felt compelled to buy more books, read some of the classics? Um, I don't know. Eric is a quote machine of Tozer and Spurgeon. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just good. He dives in. Um, Steve Backlund, we've already had some declarations today. We know about the clicker, um, but how else maybe has Steve's visit here? It was his first time here at the well, so it was great getting introduced to him, and, and he felt like family as well. But what are your thoughts? How have you been living differently? This is a big deal right here. I highly recommend everybody go on Amazon or something and get one because I wake up in the morning and just like he said, you're not going to want to say it. This is going to be the best day of my life. Click. And then you start to declare things over yourself that you may not believe. And that's been the interesting thing and the challenge for me is that I'm like, I'm saying things that I may know up here but there's an 18-inch journey between my head and my heart, and my heart hasn't connected with it yet. That's the reason why you do declarations, is to transform your mind and to transform your thinking. So that's been a really big challenge. I've realized how many lies I believe. I'm like, wow, I'm a loser. <clears throat> that's how I feel about myself. I, I don't f- see, like, in the natural, let's laugh at that, right? Like a successful person. You know, I see, I see all the negativity and just lie after lie after lie. So when you're declaring these things, it's hard sometimes because you're like, oh, I have, you know, I'm going to have more than enough, you know, and um, I am, I'm beautiful. And I, you don't really believe that. I just keep doing it and you keep saying it. So that's been really transformative for me. And um, Steve is, um, I mean, we were becoming and will be like lifelong, like friends you know, he says, if you need anything, reach out, and um, we're going to stay connected. He's a, just a real great, humble man of God, 
and he and his wife both just exude um, what it looks like to walk in the reality of truth, not how you feel. Because we often are governed by how we feel, but that's not truth. And so I love that. I love that truth is that at the, um, my feeling is at like the mercy of truth. So I have to understand that how I feel may not be actually what's going on. And so getting rid of that, because I'm a feely person, and I can feel a room. Like I can, I know when somebody's down, I, I can feel it. I can feel the anxiety. I can feel, if, I know if someone's lying, like I, I can feel it. And so if you're a feeler and you're in a room, it can be hard because you're picking up all the feels, but that's not truth. Right. And so you have to say, nope, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Lie, lie, lie. So my laugher is getting a good workout. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, for me it was the same thing. Just the, the daily declarations have been very transforming for me. Um, I think also hearing his testimony that he was a hippie mm-hmm. and got saved back in the day and that he still has, you know, he's, he, since I first started listening to him, I think it was in like 2012 or 13, somewhere around there probably. Um, and he had written Victorious Mindsets was a lot smaller, the original version of it. And it was just all these daily declarations. And I remember thinking like, wow, this guy is just living like way different than I live right now. <laughs> I tell it how it is. And this guy's like telling it how it should be. Yeah. And, and, uh, but yeah, I tell it how it is. He's telling how it should be. Should be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, so, so then hearing his testimony and the fact that he's still, you know, he is actively making these declarations against the thoughts that he's currently experiencing right now. You know, I think oftentimes we get this picture of, of leaders or, or um, especially in the church of this, this level of perfection and spirituality that's kind of unattainable. But it's like, this is just a normal guy making radical declarations yeah. over his life and, and saying that we can live a hope-filled life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think having hope in every single situation, when we were at lunch, he said, um, uh, how did he say it? There's no hopeless situations, just hopeless people. Mm-hmm. And he's come to bring hope to the hopeless. Yeah. And so realizing again, with what we were walking through, I thought he was the perfect person yeah. to be like, yes, you just went through something. There's still hope. Right. Like there, there was, it was not a hopeless situation that us as a community just walked through. And so just that continual reminder of like, we, we serve the God of the universe. I was looking out of these mountains and I was thinking, I just had this image of, of God with his thumb, just carving these mountains, this beautiful mountain range. I've never seen it such something so beautiful as this and realizing that the God that created this chose to create me but then not only chose to create me, knowing that I could not live in perfection in the way that he is, chose to then suffer. The one that carved these mountains with his thumb chose to become like me, to suffer as me, so that I could be as him for all of eternity. Like that is mind blowing. He didn't have to do any of that. He could have just went ahead and lived for eternity in his perfection by himself perfectly, mm-hmm. but chose to suffer and to sacrifice himself for me yeah. so that I could be with him, an imperfect person. So yeah, he's, there's a lot of hope in that. And yeah. so that's, that's what I experienced. Yeah. yeah. 
click away. Um, I would say it was similar for me. Uh, it did feel like a boost of hope. Um, and then personally too, like making those declarations, like when he talked about his wife that she always saw herself as a shy person. But then when that shifted one day where she was like, no, actually like my words matter, my voice matter, you know, and like starting to make those kind of declarations. And um, I think it was that night that he spoke that I actually had one of those moments that um, during worship, I couldn't find the melody line, so we had to like start over. And I, when I sat down, then I felt like so heavy, like oh, I ruined worship. And it was like oh. the night, that, <laughs> the night that he was like, uh, yes, it was the night that he was laughing at everything. And I'm like, I don't feel like laughing. But, um, <laughs> but then I, <laughs> but then I realized I'm like, okay, one of the lies I'm believing is um, that I'm not good on the fly. Like I'm not good in a spontaneous moment. And um, so I started shifting that and I'm like, oh no, I am good on the fly. Like um, normally this kind of thing would make me especially nervous because I'm like, I don't know what's coming. And I'm like, I have to plan. But now I'm starting to make the declarations of like, um, no, like I will know, like the Holy Spirit will give me the words or I will know what to say, I will know what to do. Um, and so that's been shifting for me. And then the other thing is we started, I have a clicker too, but my nine-year-old Abigail has it right now because she loves it. And it's been fun like teaching the girls to make declarations over themselves and even over each other and over our community, over our family, over, um, over the well. Um, we were declaring this morning on the way of like what we want to see God do in our midst this morning. And um, so they were chirping right in and there was one moment, um, I think it was yesterday, but Abigail pulled Olivia aside and was like, Olivia say, I am beautiful. Click. And she's like, and say, um, I am amazing. And you know, all these things. And she's even teaching our two-year-old how to do this. So it was just amazing to see like the quick impartation. And that's what I felt like actually in general was like, it felt so easy yeah. to receive and to take it and run with it this time. That's so cool. I, I love that you shared that. I get, I don't know if you're like me, but I get a lot of hope when I hear really powerful people in my mind that they have struggles to. Because when there's somebody who I, when I think of like prophetic on the fly, like you're the picture that pops in my head. Yeah. And so yeah. I strangely feel so good that you struggle with that. Because <laughs> um, I mean, to me, it's a picture of the enemy's real. You know, and that we all struggle with the same stuff. And, and, um, but we, we, what I received from Steve was that we actually have personal responsibility to, to overcome. Yes. Mm -hmm. He made a statement, something like, um, there has to come a time when I start to s believe, when I, when I start to say, when I start to believe and say things that are higher than what I am feeling, feeling and experiencing. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember any, much else from the conference. I just remember that. And I told him, driving him somewhere, I said, I don't know if I've ever been to a conference and left with such a clear path in front of me. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. There's no question mark in my heart of what is God saying? Where is he taking me and my family and, and my, if I could call it my ministry or my influence in the earth or whatever? Like, I know where I'm going. And so I did a thought exp uh, experiment this morning his challenge was 100 declarations. So I had my hand in my pocket all through worship, and I just clicked every declaration. And I did 102 this morning. And if you wonder why you feel encouraged in your walk with God after church, it might not be mostly because of great preaching. 
it, it might be 50-50 or something, you spent an hour saying what God thinks about you yes. over your life. Yes. And you can do that without music. You can do that driving. You can do that when you feel crappy and you look at your bank account and whatever. Like you, we, I, I left feeling like I am personally responsible and completely equipped to determine my belief level with the Lord. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not a victim at all. And um, it's so encouraging to feel that powerful in life, honestly. So I, I loved it. Well, one of the things that Steve had mentioned, this, this isn't just positive thinking. Yeah, right. It's biblical optimism. Yeah. So, so knowing that you're saying things about yourself and declaring things over yourself that God himself has said in his word, that he says it about you, um, is powerful. That, that is where the power comes from. Um, so it is really, truly transforming your mind. So even though we're talking about the process of things that we've received and stuff like that, I'm hoping that you guys are receiving this back to, at yourselves, like your own walk with God in your own life. And because um, there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> so our struggles are probably your struggles, right? And uh, which is what I appreciated about Eric's um, wife getting up and sharing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and especially, how about her cake story? Yeah. It was like Duncan Hines. Yeah. <laughs> she's selling these cakes for like high price and she, they're actually Duncan Hines. But anyway, that was funny. <laughs> um, so I wanna share a quick um, testimony and then I wanna um, close with um, some uh, declarations or actually prophetic words that were spoken over our church. And uh, maybe you remember them and maybe you don't. Um, so I'm just going to speak them out. But I got up, um, I think it was Saturday morning. Um, and every month, um, just personally, um, you can hear a little something. Um, I am, um, my budget doesn't match. So every month I know I'm in a deficit of a certain amount of money that I just have to trust God for. It's just where I'm at right now. And so I got up, um, and I was like, God, this would be so cool. I'm not, I've, I just put something out there. I've never done this before, and, it, and I keep doing it now, thinking it's going to keep happening. There's no formula, you know, with God. But I said, it'd be really cool if, like, if someone today would bless me with this amount of money that I need um, so that I can cover my expenses. Do you want to know what happened? Somebody square cashed me the exact amount That's of money awesome. that I just asked God for. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. And I was like, God, it's so good. He's so faithful. And uh, just want to boost your, your, your awesome. confidence and your hope wow. up in God is that he will provide. It doesn't always happen the way that we want it to. Sometimes it looks different, but he's faithful nonetheless. So, okay, here's some words that were spoken. Um, that we would have childlike faith that we would have solutions for domestic violence, homelessness, and manipulation. We will speak the truth and break through manipulation. And when I heard the word homelessness, I heard, not saying that it's not physical, like people without actual physical homes, but what I heard when he said that was people who felt like an orphan. I felt like it was dealing with identity and people coming here and feeling like they have just found a safe place and they found a home. Um, thousands will come to the Lord because they see God on us and what he's doing in us. Click. 
Those who, hold, who had said no to God will say yes because they see him on us. He also saw us um, being influential in the Detroit, Flint, Boston, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Medford, Oregon, Ethiopia, Thailand, and Australia. Some of these um, places um, we are already in through our media. Uh, revelation, um, teaching, and equipping the saints. Increase in the prophetic. The Lord is our banner. There will be a shift in Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids will be a hub for revival, a move of God here. Wealth, expectancy, longevity, and love. Bringing um, people in that don't have a home, don't feel seen, don't have a home. Again, um, Hungry people coming. We will go out, but they'll be drawn to what is coming. Grand Rapids is a revival city. This is a place of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Acts 18, disciples who haven't heard yet of the Holy Spirit. There will be an outpouring on conservative people in this region that they too will experience the Holy Spirit. There's more. I'm going to share um, what Patrick had said about using um, the WELL. Do you remember that? WELL, W-E-L-L, as an acronym. You are a church of wealth. Spiritual and physical wealth is flowing through this building and into the world. The saints here are equipped with the wealth of the riches of the spirit, as well as the physical and relational aspect. Wealth will flow in every area of life through this church and go out into the streets and surrounding areas. Every place you go is enhanced by you being there. Nothing can remain the same. Wow, that's worth like a hand clap or a yay or a something. That's amazing. E, um, and this is every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all of the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. That's Joshua 1, 3, and then 5 through 7. You are a church of expectancy. Your God is a God of the impossible. No situation is too big or too small for him to work in. He loves to partner with you to see the miraculous and an expectation of walking out a supernatural life is normal for you. Those who have been uh, defeated and beat down by life will come to you and have life-altering encounters. What was in the past does not determine their future. <laughs> Your past does not define you. Family destinies will be shifted as they come to know the glory of God and expect a supernatural to be new normal. You are a church of longevity, L. 
You are strengthened and sustained by a life source greater than your own. The Spirit of God is at work inside of you to lead you in every area of your life. And the mind of Christ is alive and well. His wisdom flows like a constant stream into and through you and into the world. Sustainability and longevity is a gift that God has given unto you and the world will come to you wondering what is your secret. This is the secret that you love to share. You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. The last one, you are a, a church of love. You love him and you love each other. You love who he has called you to be and you love the lost and broken. The love that you uh, know gives you great courage, power, compassion, and strength to accomplish all that God set forth for you to do. You walk in radical freedom and obedience because the love of God has set you aflame to never be the same. The love of God towards you knows no limits, and the love of God through you is the same. Your love for him and each other has set you apart. Those you have never seen or experienced true love will see it through your lives and be drawn to him. Love conquers all and brings things into proper alignment. John 13, 35, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Give God praise for that. Thank you, Jesus. Do you guys have anything else you wanna say? Wow, well, welcome to our first official service outside of our conference here. Yes, give God glory for it. Um, don't forget we have small groups um, this week and uh, also um, we have our first Friday night um, movie night coming up, 7.30. Um, looking forward to that. Um, you know, just grab one another, connect with one another, love on one another and reach out to people who aren't here and people who um, just need Jesus, need to experience the love and faithfulness of him. And uh, also, if this is your first time here, welcome. Um, if you go out the doors here and go to your right, there's a place that's called The Bridge. Um, we have a gift for you, and we'd love to put a name with your face and get to know you and uh, bridge the gap between us and you. Um, also, ministry team, if you would come forward. Um, if you would like prayer for anything, the ministry team is here to pray with you. Um, and can we just stand up and let's just give God some praise this morning. It's just so amazing all that he's done. It is amazing. Thank you for who you are. And... Um, just keep on believing, keep on declaring. Don't look at your circumstances and think that they're actually truth. They're just a lie that we get to speak truth to. Amen? Amen. You're dismissed. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about The Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.